0: Welcome to Center Points, the podcast of the Polium Center for Contemporary Media at DePaul University. I'm Jonathan Nichols-Pethick, Director of the Center, and my guest today is Professor Jeff McCall, also of DePaul University. Professor McCall teaches courses in media law, media ethics, and electronic journalism. He's also the author of Viewer Discretion Advised, Taking Control of Mass Media Influence, and... Dozens of op-ed pieces on media matters that have appeared in newspapers across the country. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks. Great Thanks to be here. Oh, thank, thank you for coming. Um, so your recent uh, op-ed piece, the most recent op-ed piece, focuses on the issue of transparency in the government uh, with, with regard to journalists in response to a letter that was written, as I understand it, by a number of groups led by the Society of Professional Journalists. Can you tell us a little bit about this letter that they wrote?
1: Yeah, the Society of Professional Journalists, which, by the way, is a very prominent professional news organization, Um, in the United States and was founded as Sigma Delta Chi at DePaul University. Uh, They prepared a letter that was sent to uh, the White House, which raised concerns about the lack of government transparency, and it was co-signed by 37 other news organizations. And interestingly, even after it was sent, there were another 10 news organizations that co-signed it after the fact to support (laughs) the initiative of the Society of Professional Journalists. And they have several concerns. I mean, generally, it's lack of government transparency about government functioning. But amongst the concerns were delays in getting freedom of information requests on public documents. But they're also concerned about the uh, snooping of government uh, on reporters. Mm -hmm. And they're also concerned about the way in which information is managed coming out of the government, that reporters can't get access to certain government officials, or that when they do get access to certain government officials, that those interviews are only done with a media relations government supervisor mm-hmm. there in the room yeah. to monitor and perhaps even you know, coach uh, what the news source would say. And the gist of the letter was to raise this concern about lack of transparency and also, I think, to hold the Obama administration's feet to the fire mm-hmm. about the claim that was made Early on in the Obama administration, that this would be the most transparent administration in history. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm always concerned when when politicians of any stripe or party start to claim that they're the best or most of anything. But this was one uh, that was made, you know, rather proudly and supported at various times by various press secretaries and people in the administration. And it turns out that they have not been as transparent as the media had hoped, and that partly could be because the media's expectations were generated. But it's also, I think, a reflection that there are some genuine places where the Obama White House and and the federal government generally have not been very forthcoming for information that reporters want data on, and they want interviews, they want records, and whenever there's a government stifling of that process – I think we as a citizenry should also be concerned.
0: So I have a couple questions about why Obama, right? So, and I think you've answered one of them, which is Obama made this sort of bold claim. We are going to be the most transparent White House ever. Is this letter unprecedented? Is this something that, is this the first time this kind of thing has happened, do you know, where they, where journalists have approached the federal government and said, we actually object to the way you are behaving?
1: Well, it's not unprecedented. There's a natural t- Tension, I think, between the the press and the government mm-hmm. officials, and this goes back years and years and yeah. years. Uh, in fact, to the very beginnings of the nation, yeah. people, I think, sometimes forget that during the Adams, the John Adams administration, <laughs> that they passed uh, you know laws that made it a crime to criticize yeah. government officials. Yeah. So they were called sedition acts. Yes. You know, members of the media were hassled and harassed, and even a a sitting member of Congress was arrested and put in prison for criticizing Mm -hmm. the John Adams administration. So there's been a tension for years, and and that's actually one of the good things about the way our government works is that you've got a free press trying to get information out to the public, and you've got a government that presumably's motives are still to serve the public, but they have different ways to go about it because you've got power and people trying to protect power and their backsides at times. And so there's this natural tension. Uh, So it's not unprecedented that the press would want more access and better access. But I think what makes this situation interesting and unique is that you have a lot of highly regarded journalistic organizations writing in their official capacity to complain about the lack of transparency Mm -hmm. and the lack of access to government documents and officials And I think it goes beyond the fact that they were just enamored with the fact that the Obama administration made big promises and – people assumed it was going to be more transparent. You know, the Bush administration was criticized on any number of occasions also for withholding documents, not being cooperative with the press. It's always been hard to figure how the Bush administration would have acted if it had not been for 911 so early in the administration. But clearly the Bush administration around national security was very close to the vest with information. And the Obama administration, I think, got... The the reporting industry's hopes up that things were going to be a lot different, and in fact, things are not that much different. Uh, And and the White House finally did respond to this letter from the Society of Professional Journalists with a rather half-hearted explanation that they really are doing a great job and they're trying to do their best.
0: What was the? But they really
1: haven't. They they haven't addressed the main issues, though, Mm. that the Society of Professional Journalists wanted. Okay,
0: I was going to ask what was the response to that response.
1: Well, interestingly, the uh, SPJ letter went out, and uh, they got no response from the White House for several weeks. And they sent a follow-up letter to kind of say, hey, we don't want to be ignored on this either. (laughs) And, I mean, it's kind of funny to think in a letter you're complaining about access to government and getting responses from government that they got no response to that letter, and they had to send a follow-up letter to the White House press secretary (laughs) asking to to not be ignored. And the White House press secretary, Josh Earnest, who's still relatively – new in his job, but by no means a novice when it comes to working in the Mm -hmm. White House. He finally did respond. Uh, He did, again, back up the fact that they think they're really transparent, and he pointed out several different things that the White House has done to try to make it easy to expedite Freedom of information requests and that sort of thing. But interestingly, he didn't address the heart of the issues from the original SPJ letter. And uh, the president of the Society of Professional Journalists, David Coolier, in his response to Josh Ernest's letter, said that he thought it was more of the same spin and mm-hmm. dancing around. But he was, at least, I think, glad to know that Ernest finally responded. Yeah. And Ernest is in a tough position. Any White House press secretary is in an impossible position because they've got to represent the administration, and that includes keeping secrets, but they also try to have to keep the press happy. And let's face it, any White House press secretary that has the press happy all the time is probably going to get fired by the administration uh, for keeping them too happy or divulging too much or not towing the administrative line. So it's a tough battle and one that's ongoing and has historical roots, but, I do think it is fair to say that the Obama administration has has not come to and stepped to the plate with regard to transparency, and one of the reasons I say this is it's not just you know a bunch of journalists who are complaining and whining like, "Oh, we didn't get mm-hmm. our source, we didn't get our information or we had to interview a guy with a media monitor present yeah. and stuff like that. The Bureau of Inspectors General for the Government has also sent a separate letter to the White House to complain that they can't even get access to government records and documents that they need to do their federally mandated jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I know a lot of people have varying feelings about uh, Ralph Nader, but even he has looked at the performance of the Obama administration in terms of transparency and issued very strong Mm -hmm. criticisms and even called it disturbing the amount of Mm -hmm. secrecy under which the Obama administration has operated. And so uh, this concern being raised is not you know, simply a partisan fight, you yeah. know, with Republicans against Democrats or the anti Obama yeah. against the Obama. It's pretty much across the board now where there's a yeah. concern, and this really I think is a healthy discussion for a democracy to have. How open should government be? When you bring in somebody who promises transparency, how much obligation do they assume to be, become transparent? And I know that. You know, there are some defenders of the administration to say, well, you know, it's a lot of things get said early in the yeah. administration or on the campaign trail. And yeah. once you're in office, then you've, you're on a different side of the power structure and you want to withhold information. And also a lot of the information that I'm sure uh, the reporters want have to do with international affairs and various scandals of the administration sure. that the administration is going to be guarded about. And, and one of the points I try to make in my column here is that you know, the White House has become embattled and in some ways run into a trench with some of the ongoing quote-unquote scandals. Now, the mm-hmm. Obama administration calls them phony scandals, but they're still on the news agendas of a lot of sure. news organizations and not just, you know, the Wall Street Journal and Fox News and conservative websites. People are interested in the NSA snooping on reporters. People are interested in whether the IRS really did target political groups. And I would dare say that this is, you know, when the IRS is targeting groups of any stripe, we should all be worried. And, I mean, during the the Obama administration, it seems like, or the evidence suggests, that they were targeting conservative groups. Mm. But if in a couple of years there's a conservative in the White House, you certainly don't want the IRS being used to target non-conservative groups. So this is a national concern and I think people should address it in a fair-minded way and fix the problem. And, you know, when you have a range of people concerned about transparency, then at some some point it's not just a partisan thing, it's a Mm -hmm. a governance issue and an openness issue and we as citizens need to start getting aware of where effective government happens Mm -hmm. and what the government has the right to keep secret and what they don't. And the press is our surrogate in this role. The Constitution was set up with a free press, particularly so that citizens would have Mm -hmm. somebody to represent their interests in holding government accountable. And that surrogate role sometimes works and others doesn't. And sometimes the press doesn't do a good job of remembering that it's a surrogate for us. But presumably citizens should know more about what their government does. And whether it's, you know, Benghazi or, you know, the gun running thing, you know, across the border into Mexico, fast and furious is what they Mm -hmm. called it, or whether it's, you know, the IRS or any of these things, uh, at a certain point, we need the truth. <laughs> I mean, that the, the yeah. citizens deserve the truth on these That's matters, so. let the chips fall where they may, let the accountable people be held accountable, mm-hmm. and who knows at what point any of these quote unquote scandals yeah. go into the White House. But if they do, at a certain point, we need to know that. Yeah. And I mean, y- you know, I, I always hate like trying to make comparisons to any of these things to Watergate because Watergate is like sure. the, the end-all. But um, eventually the Watergate information got out. yeah, And it did prove that within the White House there were people managing things yeah. and there was corruption, a cancer in the White House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, we needed to know that. And the good news was we did eventually find out the public sentiment as it should have yeah. the press played a role in getting that information out and the government moved on and one of the things I would encourage the White House to do at this point is find a way to get information on all of these nagging quote unquote sure. scandals phony or otherwise and get it out there and then deal with the problem and fix it because if they're phony scandals and we get all the information out they'll be revealed as phony scandals and we move past them yeah. But as, until we do that, these things will keep creeping up into the news agenda at various times, and the, the public gets distracted. And I mean, yeah. when we're dealing with NSA snooping or IRS or Benghazi or Fast and Furious, we're not dealing with the financial <laughs> industry. <Yeah. laughs> we're not dealing with the economic downturn. Yeah. We're not dealing with international affairs. And at a certain point, it's just a big distraction. One of the people I quote in my column is our uh Professor Emeritus of DePaul University, Robert Weiss, mm-hmm. and uh, and one of the great quotes I heard him once say is that truth is a great conversation stopper.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if there's a debate over an issue or a contentious matter being discussed, when the truth comes out, yeah. normally that stops the debate. Sure. Okay, because we know how things have fallen yeah. into place. And I guess I would say this to the White House: find a way to stop the conversation by getting the truth out there, mm-hmm. and. If we don't address the issues, we don't confront them, or we're hedging or putting out false information, then you guarantee that these things sure. continue as a public distraction, yeah. which heaven knows our nation does not need any more distractions. No.
0: One, one of the things that, that that struck me as you were talking was um, a, couple, well, a couple of things. One is that um, it makes me wonder, when, when you mentioned Watergate, one of the big differences between now and Watergate is that we have this sort of proliferation, this explosion of information outlets that can push information in certain ways, and we know for a fact that we have liberal and we have conservative and progressive and, and maniacal uh, you know uh, outlets that are that are taking the same information and pushing it in different ways and so in some ways it's, it, one could argue it's hard to control the truth once it's out there that, that today that truth may not necessarily stop the conversation now the truth starts to get. Uh, push. I'm thinking of um, the Swift Boat scandal with Kerry. You know, mm-hmm. you you have this this group that just takes this thing and just pushes it as hard as they can. Um, so I wonder if some of of what's happening, not to defend lack of transparency, but some of what's happening is a response to social media and WikiLeaks and things like this, where this you have this sort of rapid fire, viral sort of spread of information that's hard to control. So I know on my own, you know, Facebook account. I will see something, you know, a, a progressive friend of mine will say, you know, they'll post an article and say, you know, this is the perfect example of why everything's wrong with such and such. And I read the article and I go, well, that's not actually as bad as you're making it out to be. Uh, and the same thing can happen on, on, on any side of this, right? So the, the information gets put out there and then pushed and pushed and pushed, and people aren't necessarily reading the whole the whole account, and so it makes me wonder if sometimes that that the lack of transparency is a response to the felt need to control the information so that it's used at least moderately responsibly. That maybe I'm giving too much credit.
1: <laughs> oh, I think you raise a very interesting point, uh, and that you know, with the way news travels so quickly and through multiple platforms, digital and traditional, mm-hmm. that there has to be an increased concern for what we let out because. Yes. Little bits of information out of context really can be misperceived, yeah. and, you know, spread like wildfire. But on the other hand, you know, the White House press office is still the most powerful disseminator of information about government, you know, in, in the world. And I would I would dare say that they they do need to be careful that they don't want little bits and pieces of stuff getting out that they can't manage, particularly if it creates false rumors or innuendo or things like that. But at a certain point also, there should be enough professionalism within the White House press office to say we're going to release this information and as at the time we're doing it, we're going to put the proper context on it or make sure that it's verifiable yes. and manage yeah. it in a way that does service to the administration but also recognizes the importance of getting information out and shows a respect – For the press corps, as surrogates of the press, and indeed, ultimately, for the citizenry. You're right. We've got to be careful. You know, you you end up with, quote, unquote, multiple truths out there, sometimes conflicting truths, as we've seen on any number of stories. But I would still say that the White House has to rise above that. They've got all kinds of media spinners and professional consultants and press secretaries who are, I'm sure, capable of managing this stuff and getting it out in a responsible way, but also getting out the right information that is accurate and that
0: deals and addresses the reporter's questions. Well, I'm going to let you go. You've answered uh, all my questions wonderfully. So thank you so much for uh, talking to me, and, uh, and I look forward to reading more from you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Professor Jeff McCall teaches courses in media law, media ethics, and electronic journalism at DePauw University in Greencastle, Indiana. He's also the author of Viewer Discretion Advised, Taking Control of Mass Media Influence, and dozens of op-ed pieces on media matters that have appeared in newspapers across the country. This has been CenterPoints.